Like a chrysalis, we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination, and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by SAGE, transforming the way people think and work so their organizations can thrive. I'm Ron Baker, along with my good friend and Barris Age Institute colleague, Ed Kless. On today's show, folks, we're honored to be able to interview John Garrett, professional comedian and author of the newly released What's Your And. Hey, Ed, how's it going? Hey, Ron, I'm good, good. This should be a fun show, a little bit uh, less light from uh, last week so I'm uh, to only it. slightly pretty which was basically the prediction of the end of the world so yeah i think yeah think either before or after the election <laughs> either way we're doomed so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i'm really uh, excited to bring in john garrett he's two-time emmy nominee and is a catalyst for corporate culture change he's on a mission to help teams break down barriers foster unity and strengthen bonds the future professional doesn't define expertise simply in college degrees and certifications. They have passions outside of work that enhance their ability to develop stronger levels of trust with their colleagues and clients. John encourages everyone to share their passions because they are very at the very heart of your organization's culture. John Garrett, welcome to the Soul of Enterprise. Hey, thanks so much, Ron. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be here for sure. You know, I first heard you on Sirius. Didn't know who you were, but when they said they introduced you as a CPA, you know, Notre Dame, uh, you did this whole riff. I think it was on Willie Nelson. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, him, that was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Complaining about the war or something or the defense yeah. budget. And you said, well, what's the what's the point? You don't even pay taxes, Willie. Right? <laughs> yeah, because he wrote a song or like, whatever happened to peace on earth, I think is what the joke was. And I said, well, whatever happened to Willie's 1040s? You know, like, that's, that's the real question. You know, like, I mean, if you're not paying for the stuff, then you can't complain, right? <laughs> like, there you go. I just remember uh, how I just thinking, wow, this is great. He's, you know, CPA, former PwC guy. So this is, so tell us the John Garrett life story. I mean, how, how did oh, you boy. get here? Yeah. And- we only have an hour, you know, like, good Lord. Uh, no, the expurgated <laughs> version. All right. All right. So uh, the next four weeks episodes are going to be John Garrett's story. <laughs> and uh, it just goes downhill quickly. Um, yeah. So I uh, graduated from Notre Dame, went to PricewaterhouseCoopers, uh, and then uh, later uh, got into their internal audit department with their largest financial services client, uh, which was First Star Bank, became U.S. Bank. And then, um, yeah, picked up a little bit of a hobby of doing stand-up comedy on the side. Um, and then in May of 2005, left corporate to do stand-up full-time. And then, uh, yeah, comedy album on SiriusXM and Pandora, wrote two Emmy-nominated award shows, moved to New York City, uh, did a bunch of cool stuff, uh, had some near misses that would have been awesome to tell you about, but uh, they're near misses. So uh, that's a Letterman spot and a exec- field producer for Colbert Rapport. And then, um, yeah, I decided to kind of marry those two together, uh, the corporate John and the comedian John, to uh, speak at conferences. And now it's uh, even more than that of doing consulting and uh, just changing the cultures of workplaces 
everywhere. And uh, the book, uh, What's Your And? Uh, yeah, just came out on Tuesday. And um, that's really the, the culmination of my philosophy and then my speaking and, and research and all that. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I, I'm sure that there's questions, but uh, that's the cliff, the cliff notes version. <laughs> that's awesome. What, what, I have to ask you this, because I think you asked me this when I was on your show. When did you know you wanted to be a CPA? When did that happen for you? Okay, so uh, I remember specifically, it was um, at uh, my final exam in physics first semester at Notre Dame. And I was on question number two. And it was, uh, there's a, it was those blue books, um, where there's, yep. you only get like four questions, but they are yep. all like 30 minutes each long. <laughs> and, uh, and so the question was, uh, there's a frog on a disc in a tree and the disc is rotating at this, whatever speed. And the frog jumps up at this angle. What happens to the rate of the disc? And I think out loud, I said, who cares? There's like, <laughs> who cares? Like, what the hell? Like, it doesn't even matter. And so I turned in my blue book and I left and I went to the counselor and was like, I'm going to business because this is ridiculous. Like, I don't even know what is going on. And uh, yeah, my dream of being an engineer shattered right there in Steppen Hall at the University of Notre Dame campus. And uh, yeah, that was it. And, uh, and well, that's when I knew I wanted to go to business. And then uh, sophomore year, you take uh, a little bit of each. You have finance, uh, management, uh, uh, accounting, and then uh, like computer controls or whatever they called it at the time. And um, yeah, and so at the end of my sophomore year, it was kind of like, uh, what job can I get with a lower GPA? Because um, engineering had just hammered me. And so, uh, so it was accounting plus accounting is one of those degrees that it really prolongs the grow up decision, if that makes sense. So like right, you can right. get an accounting degree and still go into finance or still go into marketing or still go into whatever, um, but you can't go the other way around. So I was like, oh, sweet. So I'm picking, but I'm not really permanently picking. So, uh, so that's, that's how I got into accounting. Yeah. And, that's uh, neat. And then here we are today on the soul of enterprise. So uh, that's pretty much it, everybody. <laughs> Good night. <I'm> like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, this book has been a while in coming. We, we spoke about it a while ago, I remember. Yeah. And you, you were said you were working on it. And I said, Oh, I can't wait. When you, when you get it done, we'll have you on the show. But why did you write it? And, and why now? Why is this message? Do you think so critical now? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I, I just really appreciate, you know, you saying that at the time and, you know, having me on because, uh, you know, I was just worried that you guys were going to not have a show anymore by the time I ever finished it, um, to be honest. We did too, John. So. <laughs> or, or maybe the end of the world after last week's show. I don't know. Um, but either way, like, it's all good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I wrote it uh, for, for uh, several reasons. Um, one was, uh, I mean, so many people know me as being funny and the comedy side, but, but a lot of people can't, uh, can't relate that or can't see that funny people can also have ideas and be smart and, you know, uh, what have you. And so this is, I mean, the book has some personality to it, but it's not a funny book. Um, you know, it's, it's a serious book about a serious topic. It's just irreverent in tone kind of very conversational, but it's not a funny book, um, you know, by any means. And so I, I just really wanted to kind of just put my stake in the sand of like, here's my philosophy. Here's what I believe. Here's, 
what I've researched. Here's what I've spoken on for years. Um, so, so that then people that haven't seen me speak or haven't even heard of what's your and can then get the book, read it and be like, Oh, wow. Okay. And then just to spread that message to more people than who I've touched, if you will, uh, or interacted with. So, uh, so yeah, just to get it out there to more people and, and bigger audience. No, it is a great message. And, and before we get into that, uh, how did you get Lou Holtz to write your foreword? Yeah, well, uh, so um, I went to the University of Notre Dame. Um, I was a junior his last year. And uh, yeah, and so we um, played Navy in Dublin, Ireland that year. Mm. And so because I was in the marching band, uh, we went all on the same plane, one huge charter flight. It was the, the band or half the band um, and then the football team and then uh, super uh, big donor people. And so we're all flowed from O'Hare directly to Dublin. And so then on the way back, I asked Coach Holtz if I could get a picture uh, at the airport. And so he's like, absolutely. And so I have this picture of him um, and uh, he and I, and I was able to get it signed before he left uh, campus. And uh, it just meant a, a ton to me. So last year I was speaking at a conference in New Orleans for a software company and I was the close of the first day and he was the opening of the second day. And so I showed the client that picture and they said, oh, wow, you have to meet him. And I said, well, that would be awesome. And so then, uh, uh, so there was this, he spoke uh, in the morning and it was really funny because I have a, a part of mine where I talk about my resume and you know, University of Notre Dame is a great top five accounting program every year, but is it significantly better than everyone else's college degree? And well, if you went to Michigan or USC, then hell yeah, it is. Um, but everybody else, you know, whatever. Um, and so this particular software company uh, headquartered in Michigan. And so that was hilarious. Then Lou comes out the next morning with, I'm celebrating the 61st anniversary of my 21st birthday. I did simple math so people from Michigan wouldn't know how old I am. And I'm like, boom, boom. Yeah. All right. And so, so then uh, they had this little private meet and greet thing with about 20, 20 of the big, big uh, um, uh, uh, people that use the software clients. And so then uh, I, um, I just stood in the back and people were asking him questions and kept calling him Lou. And uh, so at the end, uh, you know, he went to pick up his satchel and I said, Hey, coach Holtz. And he attention eyeballs right at me. And I, I showed him the picture. I said, we've actually met before. And uh, he remembered that being in Dublin, Ireland. And I was like, wow, that is amazing. And uh, yeah, he gave me his business card. He said, if you need ever need anything, here's, here's my number. Here's my email, reach out. And so uh, I, I sat on it for like three months because I'm from the Midwest and that's what we do. And then, uh, and then I finally decided to, uh, to email and they got back to me right away. His assistant said he, he would absolutely love to uh, send what you got. And then uh, about a week later, got the forward and, and the book was about 95% done then. And that's what made it like, okay, I have to finish this now because I mean, I know Lou's not sitting around waiting for it, but uh, you know, it just really validated it for myself. And uh, it was quite an honor to have one of the greatest football coaches of all time, arguably, um, you know, to, uh, to be, to be a part of that. So, yeah. yeah. No, wow. That's awesome. When I saw that, I was like, wow, that, that gets your attention. <laughs> it's like a legit book, Ron, right? It's like, yeah, it's For like, sure. put the crayons down. We're going to learn something. Like it's, 
Well, we've only got a couple minutes, John, maybe less, but just real fast. And then I'm sure Ed will can pick up on this, but you say ignoring your and makes you less successful and less professional and makes your firm less successful. What do you mean yeah. by that? Oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> in 60 seconds or less, in 60 um, seconds or less. Yeah. Yes. We got one. So, minute. Uh, yeah. Basically that your people are made up of other dimensions besides just their work. And so if you ignore what your people love to do outside of work and what their other interests are and the other dimensions to their life, then, uh, then you're really ignoring about 85, 90% of who they are as a person. And so there's an untapped well of talent there that you're not getting into because there's expertise there to be had and, uh, and just care about your people. Just show genuine interest in all of them, not just the little part that shows up at work. Right. And, and, uh, you know, that is a profound idea and, and I love the way you expanded on it in your book. So I'm sure we'll talk more about that, but unfortunately we're up against our first break, John, and we'd like to remind you folks, if you want to contact Ed or me, send us an email to ask TSOE at verisage.com. Go out to patreon.com slash TSOE and become a subscriber to our Patreon site, uh, which is now sponsored by 90 Minds. And that's because more minds are better than one. You can check out 90 Minds at 90minds.com. And now a word from our sponsors. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. Have you ever listened to an advertisement for a book so many times that you question the existence of God? Me too. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I recorded the advertisement for Ron and Ed's book, The Soul of Enterprise Dialogues on Blah 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 Whatever, and four years later, we're all tired of it, especially me. But thankfully, there's a solution. For just $10 a month, you never have to hear my voice again. For a commercial-free version of The Soul of Enterprise, go to patreon.com slash TSOE and subscribe now. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the soul of enterprise with ron baker and ed class to find out more about our show visit us on the web at the soul of you can also chat with us on twitter using hashtag ask tsoe now back to the soul of enterprise well folks the book is what's your and the author is john garrett and he is here on the soul of enterprise this week and john before we dive into the the meat of the book i want to ask you how did What's the was the process for you of writing? How did you go about writing this book? 
Wow. Yeah. I started it probably maybe four or five years ago where it just sort of became an idea. Um, I was able to say out loud, I'm going to write a book. I didn't grow up as a person that always wanted to write a book. I wasn't that kind of author that's like, you know, if I don't write a book, I'm not a real person or whatever. It's, you know, it's not my Maslow's hierarchy, top of the pyramid thing. Um, but then, uh, uh, yeah, so it, it sort of went from that to gathering ideas, but then from speaking at so many conferences, I mean, in the last two years, it's been 10,000 plus people. Um, so then I was able to throw out there the ideas and the concepts and then uh, basically test them and see how they land, see, you know, what people think, see, um, you know, if what I'm saying is real or legit. And, and then from doing my podcast as well, you know, what's your end um, in, in interviewing so many different people and then. Um, so that's when I, I got more confident in, okay, no, no, this is a real thing. And it's also a real thing that no one else is really talking about. So that's when I, cause I don't, I didn't want to write another book that's just on the, your shelf behind you, Ed. I mean, like, you know, there are so many books and, you know, and, and not all of them are really that great. So I just wanted to make sure that it was, it wasn't, I, I refer to them as like me too books. Like, well, here's my leadership book or here's my whatever book. And it's like, no, we already have leadership books. Like, what are you like? What, unless yours is really different then don't do it. It's just muddying up the waters. And so I was just, I just got more confident in myself and in the message and what I was doing. And then people saying, you know, asking me, so do you have a book? And I'm like, okay, well then now I need one because people want to share it or they, they want that. So, um, so then it became uh, two years ago, I flew in a content editor to Denver where I live and we sat in a conference room for four and a half days, eight hours uh, days uh, with a uh, uh, flip chart paper taped all over the walls and just mapped out what is this book about? Who's it for? And really talking about when I speak from stage, I'm able to, because I am funny and because of my tone when I'm speaking, it's not uh, uh, offensive or like people aren't taken aback. Um, no one's intimidated by me. Um, I'm, I might be 6'3", but I am not going to beat anyone up. Everyone knows that. And so, um, and so it's, it's more of uh, when, you're, when you're writing a book, the tone can't be the same. Um, because if I come right at you, I mean, you've seen me speak, Ed. I mean, sometimes I throw some grenades. Well, you know, I can tell that the audience can take it or not. Well, with a book, I'm not sitting there with you to go, oh, you might want to skip the next three pages if you didn't like that part, you know, type of thing. So instead, it's instead of taking a head-on approach, it's maybe coming at you from, you know, 30 degrees or 45 degrees from the side. And so then just write and write and write and write and write, and you write probably almost double uh, what, and then you just edit that down. And then luckily my content editor got my vision from the beginning of what the book wanted to look like, the structure and, and the tone and everything. And so then it was me basically giving him bricks and then him taking those bricks and rearranging them into this, you know, beautiful book that we, that we have now, um, you know, cause sometimes it's, Oh, well, these two chapters are kind of the same, let's put them together or you say it better over here. Let's move that over to this part or, you know, something like that. And, and, and then it's, you know, me sticking up for, you know, the book and what I, what I had in mind. And then, you know, sometimes a compromise, then, uh, then it gets fun because then you turn that manuscript into the publisher and then it gets cray cray super fast. You're like uh, in like a water slide and you're like, 
I don't even know what's going on right now. I can't see the sun and it's just water in my face and I'm getting a wedgie and this is terrible. And like, maybe the wedgie was optional, but like I felt it. And so it was like, so like, it, yeah. So then there's three rounds of copyright uh, with a total stranger that has no clue about the book. And then it's battling that out and, you know, polishing it up. And then it's three rounds with a proofreader who's another totally different person. And so, yeah, I mean, and then it's, it's just, you know, I've read the book probably 25 times now. And so it's, you know, but, but I am really proud of it. Um, especially that I wrote all the words, you know, uh, there are a lot of books out there that are uh, ghost written. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe someone didn't write it all, um, you know, it might be their ideas or what have you, but, but I wrote all of it. And, you know, that's maybe why it took longer. Um, but, uh, but that's just how I do things, you know, and you incorporated uh, other people's stories in, and the way I, I took it is it, were, it weren't, wasn't necessarily verbatim transcripts of your podcast interviews with them, but certainly those stories were then incorporated all and scattered throughout the books. Is that correct? Well, actually those are verbatim quotes from, oh, the they are ver all verbatim. Yeah. Okay. So, so what I did is I wrote the book. So then the book was done and it was pretty much like buttoned up and we were on like the second round of the copyright. And then uh, the publisher and my content editor said, Hey, you know, all these podcasts that you have are really good. Like what do you have any of them transcribed? I said, yeah, all of them. And they said, well, uh, let's sprinkle those in the book. And so then it became uh, pulling quotes. And then uh, where do those quotes support a chapter that I've already written. And so I, uh, you know, and at the time I didn't really think it was that big of a deal, but in reading the book again, it, I think it's really great because it's, it, it's not just me talking about it uh, to you. Uh, then it's, well, here's someone else's input or thoughts on it. And it's a different tone. It's a different pace. It's their words, um, you know, which is, which is important because uh, then it becomes a, a collective like our message as opposed to, you know, uh, John Garrett climbed a mountain and here's his story. Like, no, you know, this is all of our message. And, and it's, and it's something that a lot of us are, are think in our heads, but we just kind of need that permission to, to go do it. Yeah. And it's, it, it is really interesting the way that, that the stories bounces back, you know, your voice and then, then to the person that you're, you're talking about and you're giving great examples of what you just cited. Uh, the, one of the, 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 the parts that really spoke to me was this, this knowledge of, uh, and you, you write, many professionals feel that keeping their passions to themselves is the safest move and the best as far as their career development. They feel that talking about them will make them vulnerable and others will perceive them as not being very good at their job. Uh, these professionals are wrong, dead wrong. If you want to be staffed on a cool project, the manager needs to know who you are. Uh, expound on that a little bit. That, that really spoke to me. Oh, awesome, man. Well, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. And I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, when I started at PwC, um, I think my start class had uh, probably um, between audit and tax, I would imagine probably 30 or 40 people. And this was the St. Louis office, which isn't as big, but it wasn't huge, you know, but we had a good amount of people. So then all these people are starting at the same time and you, you all have an accounting degree. You're all working towards passing the exam. You're all fairly competent. You're all, so, I mean, uh, you know, what's your, what's your differentiator? It's, it's not more accounting. 
I mean, you know, or more engineering or more architecture, more banking. My debits are better than your credits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, and especially nowadays where the computer is doing uh, almost all of it for us. Um, so now you have no differentiator. Um, you're using the same software program that the other person is anyway. So it's just, but you know, so, so, you know, you actually have a differentiator and it's right there. It's, it's right there. You don't have to try. You don't have to study for it. You don't have to pass an exam for it. It's, it's there. And so like ignoring it is, is always like the first thing we want to do. And, and it's, it's, it, you have to do the opposite because if you want to be staffed on a project or if you want to be, uh, if you have a, a solopreneur and you want to be chosen by a client, uh, you know, you have to be different and you, you have to stand out. And maybe you're not going to be for everyone, but the people you're for are going to love you a lot. And so, you know, otherwise you're just leaving it to chance. You know, I mean, you're, you're like the old analogy that I used to use was, you know, a bin of red apples. Well, how exciting is that? That's just a, a room full of accountants that are unstaffed waiting for a project. But if you're a green apple, you're still an apple but you're green. And is the green apple better? No, it's just different. And it's the one that your eyes drawn to and it's the one you go to, you know, type of thing. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, and you just have to have the courage to do it. And then when you do, uh, the right people are going to think it's cool. And uh, no one I've ever talked to has said, you know, one day I came into work and said, you know what, I really like to cycle. I really like to ride like, you know, 20 miles on the weekend. And, and then you're fired. Like that never happened. That's never <laughs> happened. Like ever, you know, it's like provided your, your outside of work interest is legal and not like, you know, super on the fringe, then what, why not? I mean, why not? And maybe servicing customers about, you know, of other firms that, you know, that. Right. <laughs> that yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> My outside of work interest is uh, helping the other firm with their clients. <laughs> like what? Like no one does that. Like, it's just crazy, you know? And so, uh, so I, I think it's really important that, that, you know, you do that for, not only your own career, but for your organization as well. And do you think, I, my observation is, is that, that this, at least where I am at Sage, that this is open and encouraged, but is, are you still finding that, that a lot of organizations do not encourage people to talk about their end? Well, I feel like, um, you know, the tone at the top can certainly help open that. Um, so there are more organizations now that are actually asking about your and during the interview process. Uh, there are some law firms that I came across that they will not even interview you if you don't have an and. So, uh, I mean, they weren't calling it that, but they were looking at it that way, which I think is fantastic. Um, but there are organizations out there that think, well, you know, people just do what they're going to do. And it's like, no, no, you, you have to kind of give them permission because we're still in such a permission-based, uh, you know, profession. Uh, and white collar nerds in general are, you know, typically, you know, permission based. So, uh, yeah. you know, that's, so they want to, they want to hear it. And I think that's yeah. a good point. And you, you do make that at another point in the book. Well, going flying by here, we are up against our neck break, break. Want to remind you that you can get a hold of Ron or me by sending an email to ask TSOE at verisage.com rate this podcast.com slash TSOE will take you to the ability to rate this podcast. Obviously we do also read all reviews that we get on the air. So we would love for you to do that if you would on your podcast cast app of choice but right now a word from our sponsors the future of online tv is here 
you exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever listened to an online radio show that changed your life? I'm required to say that I have. Have you ever stopped listening to an online radio show because the commercials were mind-numbingly repetitive? Of course you haven't because you're here right now. Look, you don't have to listen to me anymore. There's a commercial-free version of this show, and it only costs $10 a month. And for $15 a month, you get no commercials plus bonus content. Go to patreon.com slash TSOE, subscribe now, and be free. You're worth it. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're here with John Garrett, the author of the newly released What's Your And? And John, one of the points you make that I just thought was phenomenal was that you say employers look for extracurricular activities, but then they don't give the people they hire the time to continue with those. And and then you pointed out that resume writers and coaches and people on LinkedIn are really suggesting you remove these uh, extracurricular activities. Really? Yeah. That, that that does seem incandescently stupid. Uh, well, you know, I don't know what that word means, so maybe I'm also stupid. So, uh, but no, no, I'm teasing. No, but you're right. I mean, it's it's like right there in your face. I mean, it's like I was telling Ed earlier, you know, it's, that's your differentiator. Um, you know, I mean, when I would go on interviews, uh, you know, I would, I mean, the last time I went for an interview uh, was in, yeah, uh, like um, 2004, 2003. So I still had an objective which was, you know, get a job. Like, why was that ever a part of the resume? It's so stupid. But anyway, so I had that. And then, uh, you know, uh, work experience. And like, because I thought I was just amazing. You know, I was like, I don't even know why you're interviewing anyone else. I'm <laughs> amazing. Just hire me. And then, you know, education, you know, University of Notre Dame, that's pretty good. And then, uh, but then at the bottom was community. And it was big brothers, big sisters, and professional stand-up comedian. And every single interview I ever went on, was about five minutes on my work experience in Notre Dame and about 25 minutes on Big Brothers Big Sisters and doing stand-up. And you know, and and then you you get the job offer because it's like, who are you as a real person? And and people that are interviewing, uh, you know, that's that's what they look for too. Um, you know, it's just I'm gonna be around you for more waking hours than my family. So I'd like you to be a normal person that I can talk with and have a conversation with um not 
you know, are you a robot that can do all the work, uh, you know, correctly? Because I think we all can. I mean, like, who's going to work and not trying? Like, who's sabotaging their job? I mean, like, that's crazy. You know, it's it, it doesn't happen. Right. And so, uh, so, yeah, so after I would speak, I, on occasion, I would have somebody come up who was a quote unquote resume coach. And uh, well, you know, I actually tell my clients to take that off. And I said, well, good, because that means that everyone else will then stand out. So like, awesome, please tell all of them to take it off because then all my people will be hired. So we're done. Maybe I should be a resume coach. I got a new job. Let me update my LinkedIn. You know, and you know, and, and I'm, it's important that I'm not saying, you know, suck at your job or, you know, purposely not try. It's, it's the opposite. We're all trying, we're all good at our work. It's just, there's more to who you are. And so, so lean into that. Right. What, what, you know, as you know, at least in the CPA profession and, and other professions as well, we have this graying, you know, uh, aspect that a lot of people are retiring. I think a lot, something like two thirds of the ICPA membership is eligible for retirement in the next seven or 10 years. It's yeah. an astonishing number. And you actually blame no activities outside of work for the lack of succession planning in firms. And I thought that was a really interesting link. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, you know, it's it's basically so when I was speaking about it, I originally thought that these outside of work interests and passions were, you know, kind of nice while you're working. And then I spoke at a huge firm event um, in Texas, and I remember one of the partners coming up to me and pulling me aside and saying, you know, that was amazing. Uh, I'm a, I'm supposed to retire in like the next three to five years, and I don't know what I'm gonna go do. And I was like, oh, what? Like, I mean, holy cow, this is way bigger than I thought. And that is scary. That is scary. I mean, you're like early 60s and you've got lots of years left of good health and more money than you probably know what to do with. And you don't know why you're going to get out of bed every day. Like, holy cow, that's scary. And so, uh, you know, and I think that that's part of the issue is, you know, people don't want to retire. They don't want to leave because their whole identity has become their job. And, you know, it's, it's really, really easy for you to blink and then, holy crap, I have nothing else. You know, it's, it's uh, I mean, I remember speaking at some of the Sage events uh, a couple of years ago, the Sage sessions, and having uh, some uh, pretty high up people from different companies come up to me and say, you know, I used to love to run. And I don't remember the last time I went running. Sad. Hey, listen, we we have we we got Lou Holtz on the line. Hello. Whoa. There we go. But can we put Lou Holtz through? Hey, of course this this isn't Lou Holtz. This is Greg Kite <laughs> from. <laughs> <laughs> Long this time is your, caller, first time listener. Yeah, this is this is your one phone call from jail, isn't it, Kite? This is <laughs> you called the wrong it, number, buddy. It is. it is, and you, you know, I wanted to use my one call from jail to call the author of the book "What's Your And" because that's really the I can't believe it's not butter of titles of books. See. There you go, man. There you go. <laughs> like, so Kite and I, the last time I saw you, we were in Atlanta having some heart attack burger or something. Uh, yeah. Like I, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you made it, man. I'm so, I'm so good to hear your voice. I'm glad this right, isn't right. a video we, chat. I'm just going to say that for everybody. <laughs> like, I'm glad it's just audio only. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I am. I am the less attractive of the two CPA comedians who live <laughs> in the Rocky Mountains. Way to be, way to be unique. Way to have a really unique and John Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'll see you at the meetings buddy like just <laughs> right, you and me no that's awesome man exactly. so good to hear from you so what's I, your question caller i apologize for interrupting <laughs> oh my question is will you please record an advertisement for ron and ed's book that can play every single episode at least three times please do that <laughs> When I called the producer, I said, hey, this is Greg Kite. He was, his tone of voice was so just despondent that he had to even hear from me. It was, I'm surprised he didn't hang up publicly. on you. <laughs> right? so, He's asking you to save you, save you from the hell that is pitching our book, John, is really what he's saying. Right? I think I feel like that's your hand, Greg. That's your thing. That's your. I don't want to take that but, from yeah. you. Like, that's it. That's it. I'm it's, a, it's also why I don't do ethics CPE. Like, it's also why I don't do ethics CPE. Like, that's all you, buddy. Right. That that is my hand. I'm a licensed CPA, and I'm a low cost shill for online radio shows. <laughs> But, oh but man are, i feel like the regular you, listeners right like now are just they're well yeah. no the regular listeners know exactly who greg is because the regular <laughs> listeners do hear greg's voice every 15 minutes and one of the reasons why we did the patreon site because and one of the levels by the way is the anti-kite level oh well, <laughs> I, you know i i'll put in on that i'll put in on that like what is I, I'll, I'll pay for everyone else's too like it's just <laughs> A portion of the proceeds of the book go to getting Greg off the air. <laughs> okay, I've got so I've got one last question, John. Are you still right. a licensed CPA? Uh, that is a no. Uh, that that stopped oh, when I oh. left public accounting because uh, right. And what yeah. what do they what do they call that when you're a CPA and you've let your uh, license lapse? Oh, right, that's called not a CPA. Uh, that's 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 wonderful credential to have. Um, make sure you make sure you put that out there. Um, thanks, guys. I, th I think I'll listen to the rest of your answers uh, uh, just on my on my on my radio. <laughs> there we go. Well, thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, and uh, thanks, it was Greg. good hearing from you. Greg from Utah. <laughs> yeah, Greg from Utah. Love, love from Utah. <laughs> Take care, Greg. That's like that's who CNN finds right after the disaster. It's like <laughs> <laughs> so. so anyway, no, Greg's hilarious. Like, is, always fun hanging out with them. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. comedians cool. don't grow on trees; they swing from them. Oh, um, yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. So, John, this is another thing that I really, really enjoyed about the book. You give many different ways to disseminate for firms to disseminate their people's ands, Toastmaster lunches, you've got you know marketing ideas, newsletters, but explain the bucket list idea. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it involves not calling in to radio shows. And then uh, <laughs> no, just I was like, I the whole time Greg said, I was like, I wonder how they're going to transition out of that. And then Ron just puts on his radio voice and he's like, all right, so here's the Gotta question. Go. And I'm like, we can't <laughs> act like the Tasmanian devil didn't just come through here. Like, what the hell? Like, We don't want to dwell on Greg. That's true. No. It's, that's true. Um, but uh, but no, I... Uh, you know, the, the bucket list idea is great. It's a, a firm ATKG in San Antonio that I came across. And I just love this idea so much. And what they do is they uh, get everyone to put uh, two to three bucket list items, lifetime bucket list items into a bucket. And then every quarter they choose one and their, their firm's uh, pretty good size. I think it's maybe 40 or 50 people. And, um, and so then they choose one at the all staff event and then up to a certain dollar amount, they pay for you to go do it, uh, which is great. But here's where it really, really, really matters is that the next all staff event, you come back and you present what you did, why it mattered to you, why that's something that you wanted to do and, and what it meant for you to actually finally get to do it. And so that brings emotion into the workplace. So, you know, just having somebody go do it is, is, is good. But the, the real bonus is the boomerang back where you get people sharing emotion, sharing those stories back. And, and I mean, one, one uh, lady that works there, her husband's a fireman. And so they wanted to go to the 9-11 Memorial in New York City. So they flew, she and her husband there for like two nights, went to a Broadway show. Of course, the whole 9-11 stuff and, and all that come back presented. And I mean, there's people, people are crying you know, in the office, you know, there's like real emotion there. Like now they're, they're drawn closer together psychologically. So now you care, you care about that person and what they care about. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that was, that's a phenomenal idea. It's kind of like you, you also talk about newsletters and I, I know some firms have put like movie reviews into their newsletters or recipes yeah. and those, that's what gets read, not the technical crap. Totally. Totally. I mean, you know, and, and it's, it's just, it's just cool to see those other dimensions of people. And then if maybe someone else has the same dimension or they can relate to it at least. Um, but, but so can clients, you know, because we're, we're real people like, you know, that's the subtitle, you know, unlock the person within the professional. Like there's, there's, it's human connection here that needs to be happening. Right, right. Well, John, this is great. Unfortunately, we're out of time because of Greg, but uh, <laughs> oh, like to, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like to remind you, check out uh, full show notes. We'll post our interview with John where you can find his book and his website at www.thesoulofenterprise.com. And now we want to hear from our sponsor, Sage. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. 
Have you ever been so annoyed by a commercial for a $5 ebook that you were willing to pay $10 to never hear it again? I sure have. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. Over the last several years, you've come to hate me, and I hate me too. By now, you know that for $5, you can get a copy of Ron and Ed's book. What you might not know is for twice that much every month for forever, you can stop hearing me plug Ron and Ed's book, which totally makes sense, like the Diamond Water Paradox. Go to patreon.com slash TSOE and subscribe today. Please, for the love of God, make it stop! When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the soul of enterprise with ron baker and ed class to find out more about our show visit us on the web at the soul of you can also chat with us on twitter using hashtag ask tsoe now back to the soul of enterprise John Garrett is our special guest today on The Soul of Enterprise. His book is What's Your And? Both Ron and I have had the privilege of being on that podcast, so we will post up notes where you can go listen to the episodes where we were on that. I was on the show. I'm a recidivist there. I was on twice. So, I've, you know, I, I, got, I, I get to one-up Ron on that one. Yeah, the um, follow-up Friday. It was super fun that's to have right. you back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I want to, to ask you, one, one of the, the, the things that you point out, again, and this is in your section about uh, Be Not Afraid don't, or Don't Be Afraid too. Uh, be an original. And you talk, you say the world is starving for authenticity and uniqueness. And authenticity is, is a word that I uh, really am resonate with. In fact, it's a, it's a word that I've talked a lot about in my professional career. I have a whole section in my consulting course on the notion of authenticity. And I just wanted to hear what your, your thoughts are on authenticity, just to, to say that when I hear it, what it means to me is not being afraid to say what you see and say what you feel even more importantly, like not, so you can, you can, you can phrase it as I I think rather than I feel, because I think that's a better phrase, but you can't be afraid not to. And I have found that authenticity is, is actually the, in my opinion, the most important thing that anyone in a consulting role can be is authentic. For sure. In a consulting role, uh, you know, absolutely. And in which, I mean, most white collar professions, that's what they are. You know, I mean, you're consulting in some way, whether you're a banker or an engineer or a lawyer, or, you know, an accountant. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, by ask, not encouraging people to, uh, you know, share those outside of work interests at work, um, it's, it's like asking people to come into the office with one arm tied behind their back, you know, leave a part of yourself outside uh, or no one cares. So don't talk about it. And, uh, and, and you're, you're kind of a shell of yourself. You're not, you're not coming in swinging like full swing, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, like baseball. So, I mean, it's, it's like in baseball where if, you know, if you, 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 you could try and hit a home run, but it, with one arm, like that's not going to happen. Like, it's just not, I mean, you know, but, but, you know, if you're, if you're up there with both arms and you can give it your full swing and, you know, or, or try hitting a home run on one leg, not going to happen. You know, like, you know, it's unless you're Kirk Gibson, I guess, but like, other than that, you know, like it's just not going to happen. And so I think it's just really important that, you know, people are able to, to bring who they are to work. Uh, but, but the really important differentiator is just, you know, that the definition of professionalism and is, is so vague uh, so I, in the book, I define unprofessional. And I think 
everything's fine up until you inhibit someone else's ability to do their job. So if, if you're sharing something that's inappropriate or you know, really pushing the edge or distracting or you're not getting your work done, other people aren't able to get their work done, then you know, it's, that's not, that's not going to work. That's not your and. If it's drama and you're looking for attention, that's also not your and. Um, you know, your and is, is a passion and interest, something that's with you. Even if you leave that company, go to a different company, you still have that and. Um, even if you get promoted to a different level, you're using different skills now, but you still have that and. It's, it's really the eye of the hurricane. It's, it's your rock that never changes with everything else that changes in, in the, the world these days. Yeah, I, I think that was a super insight, the notion of it's it's easier to define what is unprofessional. And we can take yeah. anything as professional up to the point of, well, no, that's that's gone beyond the pale, right? And right. because uh, David Meister in his books long time, oh, about yeah. 30 plus years ago, talks about that's the worst thing that you can say to a professional is that they're behaving unprofessionally. That really right. sticks in their craw. To be yeah, 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 right. That, like, right? That, that they're un, being unprofessional. But yeah. um, the, you do admit through the book that the, that line has changed over time and we, we're, oh, we're yeah. constantly experimenting with it and playing with it. So t talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked in doing my research for it. I mean, just a hundred years ago, not even a hundred years ago, uh, the largest bank in the UK uh, you couldn't live in a nicer home or a better neighborhood than your immediate supervisor. Like, I mean, in, in the accounting profession, like we'd all be in cardboard boxes cause we know how thrifty <laughs> CFOs are. So then we go down levels. It's like, well, where do I, where am I supposed to go? Like, I mean, <laughs> like I got nothing like, you know? And so it's, uh, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Right. I mean, these days, and then, I mean, we all watch Mad Men where it was, you know, Mr. So-and-so miss so-and-so. And I mean, that, doesn't really happen anymore. And, you know, three piece suits and all this. And then we stopped wearing, you know, suits altogether. And now, I mean, we don't even go to offices hardly anymore. Um, you know, especially in the last six months. So, you know, are you telling me that the, you know, the, the outsourced CFO that, you know, uh, works from home, uh, and then goes to clients is less professional or less good at their job than the accountant a hundred years ago? Like, no, like I think they're better actually and more relatable. And, you know, if, if they actually want to call themselves trusted advisor, then you're going to have to do that. Um, you know, you're going to have to actually be interesting. You're going to actually have to have a personality. You can't hang your hat on 100% technical skills because uh, that's not developing trust at all. You're an advisor advisor really is what you are, you know, like which no <laughs> one wants to be. So talk a little bit about the, any impact that you've seen on, on the, the concept that you put forward in the book because of COVID. Has there, have you seen any, any impact uh, from regard to that, with regard to that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's huge because, I mean, people are, are working remotely now. So we've been in each other's homes. I mean, with coworkers, uh, people that we barely even knew what their last name was or had no clue what they like to do outside of work. And now we've been in each other's homes. We've seen the art on your walls. We've seen your kids yelling about, you know, needing some homeschool help or your dog's barking, whatever it is. And uh, don't act like that didn't happen. You know, like there's a human there and like real people that, that are living normal lives. And so, um, you know, I think is what happened is, is a lot of people that thought that they had good relationships and a good culture uh, was based on passing each other in the hallway and saying, how are you? Fine. Okay, fine. You know? But then all of a sudden we go remote and it's like, well, I don't, I don't know what to talk to you about. 
because we can't complain about how terrible the coffee is in the break room right now. You know, so, you know, like, it's like you, you don't have a real relationship there. You don't have, have something that you can connect over. And so I think that that's where the and comes in is number one for your own mental health to have something outside of work that you can, you know, go do and get away from because since it's home now, uh, it's, it's always there. And, and two, then you have something to, to share and to connect with, uh, with people. And some groups that I've seen do like a, a 30 minute, uh, you know, uh, coffee uh, once or twice a week, uh, just hang out and chat and, uh, you know, just uh, don't talk about work, just what's up and how's life and what'd you do over the weekend? Or I know you were painting a picture, let's see it, you know, type of a thing. And, and just, just caring about, you know, what it is that people like to do. Yeah. Our uh, our North American uh, managing director Nancy Harris, who I know you know because oh, you, yeah. you met, met with her on when we were doing the Sage sessions. Uh, whenever we have a, a a meeting now, and this just happened yesterday, it's it's almost a riot if she does not bring her dog Harley on onto the, onto there the, you go. the broadcast. There so. you go. Yeah, and um, I mean that's it. And I mean you know is Nancy good at her job? Of course she is. But what are you going to remember twelve years from now? you know, it's, it's going to be some of that, you know, and then it's, uh, you know, and, and that dog has become part of the team now, you know, type of yep. thing. Yeah. Yep. So we've only got about a, a minute or two left, John, what's next for you? What, what is, is there another book on the horizon or you're like, ah, not for a while, but no, what, what I'm, do you get in what, my car up? and drive to Utah and beat Greg kite up. Um, that's what's <laughs> next. And then right after that <laughs> is, is, uh, is really the, the consulting piece that goes with this. I found that the concept is simple, but not easy. So a lot of people have asked, you know, well, how do I implement this? How do we go about this? How do we think about this? Um, and then, you know, how do we do it? I mean, it's, it's just like people that tell me I'm supposed to go to the gym and that's simple, but I don't go. Um, because if I walked in the gym, I wouldn't even know what to do. So, you know, so it's, it's, it's the consulting piece to that of, you know, how, how do I help? You know, writing a book is great and people reading it is great. People actually finishing it is, just such a huge compliment. Um, but even more so it's taking it and running with it. And, and, you know, that's, that's why you write a book is so then people can, you know, go and implement it and change things. So, so that's really what's next. I mean, it's, you know, good consulting with organizations, you know, uh, all the way from accounting to engineering, to architecture, to, you know, banking law firms, things like that. You know, it's, it's a much bigger message than when I first started in, you know, mostly public accounting world. Sure. I'll, I'll give you a piece of unsolicited advice. And I think Ron will back me up on this. Resist the temptation to provide a checklist. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Because this is also something, and I say when I get into that module three of the, the things I've seen in the real world is I hesitate to tell you this because what works at these places might not work at yours. And yeah. so, you know, like it really has to be custom. So it has to be working with, with you to make it what's, what you're actually going to do. Outstanding. Well, John, thanks so much for being a guest on the show today. Really appreciate it. Ron, what do we got coming up next week? Next week, Ed, we're going to be live at Ignite, the conference put on by CPB, which is the Certified Professional Bookkeepers of Canada. And it's a keynote address that we're doing as a radio show. Yeah, it should be fun. We've done that show actually live. Now we're going to do it virtually live. Cool. Well, I'll see, I'll see you in 167 hours. All right. This has been the soul of enterprise, business, and the knowledge economy, sponsored by Sage. 
transforming the way people think and work so their organizations can thrive. Join us next week, folks, on Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific. In the meantime, check out the show notes uh, with our conversation with John at thesoulofenterprise.com. Also, if you want to contact Ed or me, send us an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great weekend. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Business news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business Channel on Twitter at VoiceAMBusiness. Again, that's at VoiceAMBusiness. And stay current. Join Dr. Barbara Young for a groundbreaking series, After the Pandemic, What's Next Summit, as part of her show, Transformation for Success. Twelve prominent national speakers, success experts, and thought leaders will share their thoughts, perspectives, and action steps that will lead to transformative change for individuals in five key areas. These shows will air each Tuesday through September 8th and are available live or on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle. The Voice America interactive radio player powered by Aircast gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required.